Hey, it's Brian. And hey, it's Murdoch. Welcome to Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus. Yeah, bonus episode. Uh, we're hitting the mailbag. Bonus. We have, we've not done this in a while. I apologize. The letters are back. Mailbag. Up. That means it is time to get in and see what you have been writing us. Thank you so much. Uh, tell them where they can send their letters. It's uh, we are the story guys at gmail.com. That is exactly where it is. So uh, here's let's just get started. Let's jump right in with a letter from Mike. Mike is from Nova Scotia, Canada. Oh, my God. Sweet. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show. I eagerly await new episodes each week. I'm a rock and roll history professor up in Canada. He has our dream job. Uh, Oh, my gosh. It is. I want. Do you like do you like Eric's trip? Are they they the Nova Scotia (laughs) band? I'm very like Sloan, like Sloan, like amazing. Does he big wreck? Who, who else? I mean, Our Lady Peace, who we've talked about ad nauseum on the show because of my obsession. Uh, there's a lot of good Canadian stuff. So, no, I, I here's my thing. Fifi Dobson, she's still big in Canada. Canada. I just call her Canada. Uh, so, a history professor listens to us? Like, here's the thing. That feels to me like, like you know, Slash watching me play guitar. Like, I would not want to do that. I, I, I feel a little self-conscious that we have a rock and roll history professor who listens to us and enjoys the show and thinks we're doing a good job. It makes me very happy, but if I'd known he was listening, I would have been nervous. Yeah, so he says, I love listening to the two of you nerd out over the weird tales and twists and turns in music history, and I'm honored. So thank you, Mike, for listening to us. Uh, Thank you for enjoying the show. Thank you for writing. It's very, very cool that you took the time to do that, and uh, hopefully, sir, we will not let you down. Keep telling stories. Uh, Dan, Dan is up next. Dan writes to say, I want to thank you and compliment both of you on Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. I love this podcast. I think the episode that caught my attention first was the cover art episode. Holler, that's an old one. What a great episode, too, man. Oh, my god! It's It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites because it was a lot of original reporting. Uh, And, I mean, we always do a lot of original reporting, but, you know, we're digging through other people's research. This was, like, a lot of, like, really having to, like, hear from people in Des Moines to confirm things that we had heard. Uh, so, yeah, he says, I'm from Iowa, so the fact that you brought up the graphic artist who designed 1984 Van Halen and that they were from Des Moines made me trip all over myself. Great episode. Thanks for doing it. Dan, you are welcome, yeah. man. Yeah. And and for everybody else, you haven't heard the episode, you should check it out. Dan is totally right. The way that Van Halen, they were just op- going through a, a book of the other pieces of art, and they're like, we want that one. Yeah, so so good, man. Uh, so Avery writes the show to say, Hey guys, thanks for the amazing pod. I haven't found anything like this so far, and I love how you guys put it together. That's, you know, thank you. It's, it's, we do spend a lot of time putting it together, even though it may not sound like it sometimes. <laughs> we do. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I was in the top 9% of your listeners this past year, according to Spotify awesome. Wrapped. Awesome. Killer. Avery. Me, my, thanks. I feel nice. Thanks for getting wrapped up with us, Avery. Thank you. Appreciate That's it. very cool. Uh, Mike L. Hey, I just discovered your Bedtime Stories podcast, and I love it. Just wanted to let you know. Mike, thank you. You know, the letters don't have to be long. That's great. Just... Yeah, yeah, it feels it feels nice. Uh, Nate G, I was hoping for Nate Dog, but we got Nate G. Nate G, this is a fun one. Hey guys, I discovered your podcast and I listen to it nightly. I feel that I list some credentials. I may someday be a guest host if you need a break. Credentials right. include. So this guy's ready to go. So I'm ready. To, I'm ready to hear the credentials. Here, this is coming in thing. hot. This is putting coming me on hot. good. This put me on good behavior. I've got to behave. Because if not, you could call Nate G. He's one phone call away. One email, probably. 
Uh, so here's what he says. I was the doorman concierge at a B-level venue in Columbus, Ohio called Little Brothers. I averaged seeing 30 bands a week for eight years in all genres. I've played in punk oh. bands. Uh, well, no, I've played in bands, including punk bands, Americana bands, surf bands, psychedelic bands. And at the height of my vinyl collection, I had about 4,000 vinyl records. Wow, it's a lot of wax to carry around, buddy. Wait, wait. Here come the here come the heavy hitting credentials. This is like the I also went to Harvard credentials for a rock and roll nerd. I am on a first name basis with folks like Mojo Nixon, Mike Watt, oh my gosh, Wayne Hancock, and Blowfly. I feel like the order of that list was strange. <laughs> I would have led with maybe Mike Watt, knowing me and you, and then gone to Wayne Hancock, and then come back to mojo nixon i don't know uh but for me but for me it's perfect because i have an autographed mojo nixon photo photo i've had say, since 95 I was gonna say, you do love mojo nixon i forgot about that uh not as much not as much as i love the autograph because it says mark you suck in a good way <laughs> mojo nixon <laughs> didn't even look at him in the fa- like i got that someone got that for me oh, it's like, so funny I, I think of uh, – so when I think of Mike Watt, I think of two people, you, because you, you're a big yeah. Mike Watt guy, right? And then I think of my buddy Chris, may he rest in peace, who we used to send each other CDs in the mail uh, 10, 15 years ago. And he – it was just – it was like sort of before Spotify and all that stuff. Like it was real easy to share playlists online. And so we would make each other playlists on CDs, like a couple of old school fuckers, and we would just send them in the mail. And I remember getting one, and it would it would just we would have to scribble on notebook paper. It's part of the aesthetic, right? We'd scribble on notebook paper what we had put on this, right? Like a couple of summer camp girlfriends. And I remember getting one, and I still have it. It's over in that bin over there, I think. And it had maggot brain. No, is that the song? What's the what's the Mike Watt weird? Anyway, it had Mike Watt on it, and I was like, this is. Crazy and awesome. Uh, so anyway, I'm with you, dude, on the Mike Watt thing. Can you get him on the show? That's what I want to know. Uh, okay, he has a little bit more to say. I have more stories than the Empire State Building. This is what Nate G says. And are you ready for this? You're I'm, gonna, I'm you're gonna already, fire I'm me already, from I, the show. You're gonna fire me from the show when I read this next sentence. Okay. Nate G says, and I once made out with Kim Deal. Oh. Wow, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. Please that's consider cool. me if a need ever arises for a guest host. Thanks, guys, Nate G. Nate, I appreciate all of the time you spent writing that out. Thank you for sending us your resume. You will be considered. Uh, John writes the show with a subject line that says, regarding, so R-E colon, winger. Nice. Oh, man, I wish I had seen this letter first. It's, I always, it's short, I always, but it's worth it. I always do RE. I always do mm-hmm, the regarding. The body of this email reads, I bought a bass from him. He doesn't even say Kip again. I bought a bass from him on eBay 20 years ago. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. <laughs> End of email. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one. I also had that reaction, so I'm glad you enjoyed that as much as I did. I, and all I can think about like you just say, you just don't even have to say his name, or if you want to say Kip Winger's name, all I can think about is him with the shirt that is supposed to be kind of a half tank top, uh-huh. but it's not really yeah. a tank top, and it's yeah. not really, it barely is an item for a man to wear. <laughs> 
And he's uh, just, you know, he's play, playing with his fingers, cr- doing cr- his thing. Chris writes the show. And he has this to say. I recently took my family to see the Kiss Farewell Show in Indianapolis. Shouts to Indy, one of my favorite yeah. cities. Uh, I, I, up there a I, lot. I, wa- I watched part of that show on YouTube. But go ahead. Yeah, man. Chris, Chris, should we meet up at that burger place? Because didn't we, didn't we establish that the heavy metal burger place is in Indianapolis? That's right. I've just never been. Uh, we should go. You and I should go. And, and Chris and our other. We have a handful of folks who have written from Indy. We'll just have a fucking party up there. Like we should, Man, like I'm 100 percent real. If we should do that, I I, I just want to eat at the burger place. If they come, they come. If they don't, it's fine. It'll be me and you eating at the burger place. But we should do that for sure. Starting over. I recently took my family to see the Kiss Farewell Show, which was entertaining as usual. I it especially made an impression on my 12 year old daughter. Uh, she and I received the Martin Popoff book uh, about Kiss at 50 from her grandparents for Christmas. Dude, Chris, our friend Steve over at Quarto hooked us up with that book. And I'm actually, I say hooked us up. I promised Murdoch I would give him the copy that we got for the show. <laughs> and it's in my Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories library in the other room. Uh, but it is badass. Hardcover, 300 plus photos. It's got concert and candid offstage photography. A lot of it's never been published before. Very, very cool. A- and so here's my question. I don't want to be weird. This is not meant to be weird, Chris. But you have a 12-year-old daughter who likes Kiss. I have a 12-year-old son whose music tastes are not that good. And I'm trying, I'm trying, but I might need some help. So <laughs> we may need to make this happen. This visit in Indianapolis, just coincidentally, you know, it could be love at first sight for our kids. If not, at least, you know, he could get a good influence for a half an hour while we ate burgers. Uh, okay, Mark Brooks. Mark Brooks has beef with me, and he is airing it on the show. Uh, Mark Brooks writes, I love the doors. So this is the thing. I went out on a limb. I don't hate anyone. I just said if yeah. I was forced to say that there's a band I don't like, that band would be the doors. You you decide hey, you decided to to make your bed, you sleep in it. This is like the, the time thing. I went on the radio and I said that something about not liking dogs very much. This I was young and dumb. And I never heard the end of it. Uh, it almost ruined my career. Anyway, I love yeah. dogs now, so fuck dogs. Fuck you and fuck former me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was an asshole. All right. I Own love it. Mark says, I love the doors. Always have, but to each their own. So it sounds like he's being nice. And then he writes, I don't get the Beach Boys at all. Okay. That's fair. He's like putting his thing out there. But we knew there was a but coming. But dot, dot, dot. Saying you like the Counting Crows, but not the doors is a terrible take that made me spit out my coffee. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Brian! It's so he doesn't. Funny. He doesn't stop. We're talking about the band responsible for butchering Big Yellow Taxi. That's the worst cover of all time. Okay, listen. And so, you man, this is really picking a bone with Brian. He's coming oh right at me. God. He's coming at me hard. Okay, this is all right. This is all right, Mark. I understand. Okay, I'm also good with guys named Mark. So be, I a, think dip- I, be a diplomat. I think we'll be friends. I understand your feelings about Big Yellow Taxi. I, you know, it's not my favorite. Uh, they have done a lot of other covers and brought a lot of other bands that needed the help to light, like Fairport Convention, right? Uh, but, okay, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. You can't judge a band on a bad cover because you could you could discredit almost any act ever by picking on the selection of cover songs that they've done. So I, I, I hear you, but I need the criticism to be more aimed at their actual catalog. If it's going to hold any water, but you know, 
But I, I'm not saying I love the doors, but for me, I could see where, I mean, if you, if you just think about the consumption of the art itself, that the doors, like the doors, like owned FM radio, like CCR did, or the stones, what, like they were just constant things that were on there. So people, you know, really like by default, they, either exposed to it, they end up liking it a lot. So pe- there's a lot of people that like the doors just because they heard them, you know, yeah, like that yeah. was, yeah, sure. and, pl- and plus, and Jim, and Jim Morrison was, uh, was, uh, He's looked pretty. great in those pants. It's good looking. Yeah. 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 Without a shirt. We loved it. Okay. So I, I include this letter for full, you know, just full disclosure, right? Like not everything we hear from the listening base is positive. And, you know, we're adult men, and we can handle criticism. So, Mark, if you want to come at me about Counting Crows and not liking the doors, I understand it. It's also why I included this letter from someone who's a little bit of a coward because they didn't use a real name. But they did write, under the screen name OpenMCC, a review of our show. Can't stand their voices. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like Bert and Ernie have a podcast. <laughs> we do. We sort of sound like Bert and Ernie on a podcast. I, you know what? Bert and Ernie brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. I think they've also helped a lot of, you know, gay young men understand that there's a place for them in the world. I think they're heroes. So I just, I have a lot of questions about this review. First of all, why? Like, why did you, like, why did you take the time to write that? Second of all, you listen. How much did you listen to? I mean, I I do hear I hear it now. I hear it. I hear it. Me talk, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. But like, what? This is just. I, I just have so many questions about people who I'm, give reviews like that. I'm deaf. Maybe we do. Who knows? But remember, we used to go get lunch at that place all the time, and they thought we were a couple. Oh, See, I yeah, think yeah, it's. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of this is weird. It's like you guys sound like Bert and Ernie. It's like, all right, well, great, cool. I know well, we I'm having did. A, I'm having a freaking blast on Sesame Street down I, here. I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but we did. We used to, so we used to go to the same spot, and we and the reason, okay, I know why this happened because we started enjoying the nightlife on that same street. Well, one in particular time when I got wasted at a David Gray concert, which is a weird place to get wasted. But yeah. we had been going to lunches there. And then one night we went to the theater. We worked across the street from a beautiful theater in this town. And David Gray played the theater. We went to the David Gray show. So like at midnight, we'd probably already been there three times getting lunch that week. So like midnight on this Friday night, I'm just wasted. And you're like, you should eat. And so we go to the fucking same falafel place and it was that moment when we walked in at midnight where the lady was like this is true love (laughs) (laughs) and you know what she was right she was right it is true love she's right i was bringing your drunk ass up in to get some shawarma or whatever you're gonna eat yeah oh my god it's a true partnership and you know listen i i am proud of this partnership that's lasted longer than most marriages in this country the partnership that you and i have you were you were you were so hammered. This is true. You were so hammered that we had just barely knew each other, and I, I, we had talked, said something about sports or football, and you said something about like how stupid sports were or something. And it was like, and I was like, and I look, and now all of a sudden I realized you were like banging your head, and I was like, I was like, oh man, 
my buddy is hammered at a David Gray show. <laughs> he thinks I'm and he thinks I'm a fucking asshole because I like football. Also, I want to like, I hope he's I, this, I was like, I hope he's okay. This is how the, the tables have turned. Uh before we started recording tonight, I was yelling at my phone over the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, like, you know, maybe I'm the asshole now. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm the asshole now. Uh, so I say all this. First of all, there are not a lot of drunk Brian stories, so you're welcome. Uh, second of all, that 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 was that was the one real drunk Brian story I know. And it's like ten years ago, eleven, twelve, fifteen years ago. It was forever ago. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I just we just met. We just met. But listen, Babylon does it for me. You know, I'm just saying, Babylon. Get wasted and listen to Babylon. All right, so one more. We got one more in you. You got one more? Yo, yeah, yeah, okay. sure, yeah. This is from Stephen G. Uh, he got me with this one. You think we've covered some amazing ground so far on this mailbag episode. This letter is going to get framed and put in the studio. I love the show, and I have a question for you guys. I was reading the Wikipedia page for an obscure Christian metal band from the 80s. Okay, just that sentence alone, Hall of Fame fucking letter. The guy is reading a Wikipedia page about an 80s Christian metal band all of those words in one sentence these are our people i don't know which one of us got a chubby first so continue reading (laughs) i was reading the wikipedia page for an obscure christian metal band from the 80s called striking striking yes okay you know about this yeah because they just had a similar name okay so i came across something i thought you guys would find funny in 1987 striking dressed in full body armor and carried a life-sized wooden cross to the front of the stage in a Motley Crue concert. Apparently, they were detained by police but released without charges. Can you just picture that? Oh my god, that is so Have you have you heard crazy. this story? No. So I no. did a little bit of work on this, right? Because I was like, if Steve is coming to us with this, I have to verify, right? I have to verify before I laugh my ass off. It all checks out. Striken is still active on YouTube. You can go find them. They have like 14,000 subscribers. The best part about this is that they're still low-key pissed about the Striper name because they claim they were first. Because <laughs> it's S-T-R-Y-K-E-R. I need to point that out. Right. So yeah. they they claim that they had named themselves that before Striper was a band. Like There's a whole thing they've written about this. Also, one of the two brothers, so it started with two brothers, one of them has left and has become even more fundamentalist. Like I read that he had left and written a book denouncing his time in the band. And I was like, Oh cool. So he like got liberal and you know, is like real into like actually helping people and not being a dick. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> so what he, he renounced rock music altogether and then had 16 children and wrote a book about oh. fundamentalist Christianity, like going harder, not going softer, going harder into the paint. So 16 kids. 16 kids, man. That's look like, at that spo- look at that sports reference. You're giving me a chubby. This is like a this is a I'm telling you right now. This is like a TLC show waiting to happen. Somebody give this guy a, a half an hour a week on TLC acting like a crazy person. It's crazy to me the things I can't find on the internet. But there is quite a bit about striking. And thank you to Stephen G for pointing that out and pointing us in that direction. And you and I are both probably not going to sleep tonight because we're going to be reading so much and listening to so much of the absolute garbage music that striking has made. I'm just telling you, I don't hate on bands except the Doors. And I 
just don't think striking's very good. But you should go listen to it. Give him some streams. Salute for walking that cross up the aisle at a Motley Crue show. Hey, uh, I'm just going to say, Stripers to Hell with the Devil is still, as far as I'm concerned, a terrific record. This is what I want to know. Do you think anyone at the Motley Crue show, when Striken showed up with the cross, do you think anyone gave their life to Christ that night? No. (laughs) I don't either. I don't either, but I'm just saying. All right. uh, This has been a totally unhinged mailbag. I blame the bourbon. Thank you for uh, hanging (laughs) out. It's like a a fucking David Gray concert in here. Uh, If you want to get involved, it's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. And remember, you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash rock and roll bedtime stories. Until next time, Murdoch, what should people keep doing? Keep telling stories.